This is Ebola Situation Report, a radio production aired on Radio Banga to provide updates about the Ebola situation in central Liberia. Coming up on Ebola Situation Report today from President Ellen Johnson Salif's recent visit at the Bomais Hospital in Fuama District. Samuel Lomas has a report on a family badly hit by the Ebola virus in Banga. And Health Minister Walter Gwaningale says the ministry heavily relies on donor in a fight against Ebola. I am Java Simasa with Ebola Situation Report. Welcome back. President Ellen Johnson Salif recently visited the Bomais Hospital in Farman District to gather first-hand information regarding the hospital's effort in combating the Ebola virus. During the president's visit, she lauded her workers for the sacrifices they continue to make for their nation, especially during this Ebola outbreak. Here is President Salif. Many of your colleagues, maybe not in this hospital, or in some of the other hospitals and clinics, many of them have given their life to this. And for those people, we also want them to know that the government is thinking what can we do for their family. This is a company hospital, but at the same time, you are serving the same Liberian people, and you are taking the same risk. And I'm glad that, as uh, Dr. Freeman said, that many of you have cooperated, you have gone into the communities, whether it is to do testing or whether it is to quarantine people or whether it is to provide service or, or awareness for them, you have done that beyond what you're supposed to do from a company hospital. So you are still serving just like any of the public hospitals. So we know that you too need to be considered whatever will be done for health workers, for doctors, for nurses, and for others. We know that you too have to be on that list because you too have to be thanked. We ask some of you to have patience because they're trying to look at what can we do for them because we know that we have to not only take care of the government hospital, but we have to look at the others too, all over the country, whether it's a church hospital, or whether it's an NGO supporting it, or whether it's a private hospital, all of them are serving the Liberian people <coughs> in these difficult times. So it's not like before. Anybody walk through any clinic today, you don't know what that person will have. And so you have to be protected to protect yourself and to protect them. And so that's why we're making this round so we can understand a little bit. Dr. Primo has already identified some of the issues that we need to do. We're making a note of it. We'll go and we'll work. The county health officer himself is here. We work through him. Chief medical officer is here. She works through the county health office and work to them. But we are here to add our part to it, to thank you and to let you know that we are going to be on them to make sure that they do what they're supposed to do. And we're going to work with Dr. Freeman. And some of the points he has made, we'll go back and work with the Ministry of Health and see how we can respond to them. So once again, thank you. What we did was to just bring a small package to, to you to say we appreciate you and we thank you. It's, it's for you, for you to be able to do it among yourself. 
President Ellen Johnson Sally speaking at the Bomais Hospital during a recent visit in former district. Still in former district, the Liberia National Red Cross Bond Chapter is currently involved with Ebola prevention activities in a district using community-based approach. Rule Ennis is a fee staff of the Red Cross. In a recent interview with Kuli Emmanuel Mulba of Bomais Community Radio, he explains more about the Red Cross current intervention in former district. The Red Cross is involved with the Ebola prevention and control. So we can begin today to see which area we can really look at and intervene as an organization. You just said that you are actually concentrating on the uh, humanitarian work as Red Cross is concerned. Tell us what has been your own interve- intervention when it comes to actually combating this deadly virus in Liberia and this part of Bon County. Well, as you know, since the outbreak of the Ebola, we have been involved in social mobilization and also the contact tracing. And the most important thing people need to know is that what methods can you use to really stop the spread of the virus? The mode of transmission is what we have already been trying to see if we could break that chain. And that mode of transmission to be broken, it means that people need to get the actual information, what to do and what not to do. And we have been telling people to wash your hands, which the record have been in that measures for a very long time. Wash your hands, stay away from people, quarantine yourself, do not allow visitors in your house, keep away from uh, people, do not wash uh, their body, do not touch their body, do not touch sick people. Since this outbreak, there has been a lot of donations made by some organizations uh, uh, and, and international and national NGOs. So uh, in terms of uh, donating to the community dwellers, what has records been doing to? Okay, for donation, sometimes we are very slow in donating because we really want to see the need. When you donate to people, it should really meet their needs. And this is one of the museums where we have come today to really see which area can really intervene as an organization where the poor have safe drinking water where they have latrine, whether they are already getting the actual message, whether they are being killed at the When people are quarantined, they need their basic needs. So we are still looking to see which area we are really able to fit in as an organization that the people can really feel the impact of the Red Cross when we donate to them. You visited Mawa today. Tell us about happening there. Yeah, Mawa is very pathetic when it comes to the situation there because almost 10, 11 persons have died from there. And we went basically today to see if they have safe drinking water. If the people are very quarantined, what they are doing to really keep themselves from not spreading the virus. And then, what are those needs that we can really look at as an organization? So, we found out that they lack safe drinking water, they also lack sanitary conditions when it comes to latrine, and they also complain that they do not have food since they have been quarantined, there have been no food at all, and other things. So, we're hoping that we can go back and make a report and see what we can do. We were just told that the entire Mawa will be quarantined very, very soon. And what does that support to former district lower Bon County? That means that Boma itself be cognizant the fact that there's a need for people to respect the quarantine rules. That people from Mawa should not be hosted in homes, whether they are my sister, they are your brother, they are your relative. People from Mawa should be very careful to come to Boma and people in Boma should be careful to go there. It does not mean that people can interact with them, but they rather go in physical contact to touch their body, to eat with them, to, to rather be physically interfacing. It won't really be good because the virus might sooner or later spread from one person to another when people try to interact from Mawa or from Bomas. Mawa and uh, the district is kind of being a happy center. What is Records doing, Tensor, actually bringing the situation uh, under control or to control it? Well, what we're doing is that we're trying to see if we can still have community-based organization. The record is trying to see how best they can encourage community because this is a national uh, cause 
and needs everybody's support. So the record is really trying to go community-based that people at the community level should support the process by uh, practicing the basic help hints and also abide by those rules, those help messages given that do not test sick poison, do not uh, play with uh, people who are sick. So these are the business in the record trying to see how we can really do them. But at the community level, one for community people to really take the initiative that the community level people can start responding by believing and also acting as a community person to see how they can break the chain. Liberians across eight countries are right now listening to you. What could be your final message then in terms of coming to create awareness as to the danger of Ebola? My final message as a Liberian a pilot man, I would say that let us believe the fact that Ebola exists and it has no a cure if by all you do not really prevent yourself. But it might be cure if by all you go to the hospital sooner to get your treatment. If by all you have headache, take your headache pill. If by all you, you have stomach running, control it. And I think that will also help. But my final measure to the Liberian is that we all need to take this thing serious and we also need to support the community initiative. Let us see how best we can all put our efforts together to have a community meeting. Let the community themselves, because the community know who is sick, who is not sick, who is coming, who is not coming. So the community need to take initiative to make sure that all the communities are quarantined by themselves on their own initiative, that people should not leave just like that, and people should not just come in when people don't know their status. I think that will help us to really see if we can break the chain. He is Rule Ernest, a fee officer, of the Liberian National Red Cross Bond Chapter talking about the organization intervention in Farman District through awareness raising using community-based approach. The death of Stephen Pay, an ambulance driver for Phoebe Hospital, seemed to be having a psychological effect on his children. One month into Pay demise as a result of Ebola, his movements share with his family are becoming to be an unforgettable memory for his children. Semalomais of our staff visited the home of the late Pei and now reports. On a sunny Sunday afternoon, Mary Pei, one of the daughters of the late Stephen Pei, sat in isolation and wept while recounting the last moment she shared with her dad before his demise. Like Mary, children of the late Pei are enduring a state of trauma and said, they are finding it difficult to erase their dad's memory, despite being consoled by the psychosocial team of the Bond County Health Team. With their eyes filled with tears, they recounted their memories they shared with a man they said had an indelible mark on their lives, despite their relative ages. I am raising two until I, I don't want to see any people come here. When I see me, I get think of my father. That day, my father used to work together. Me, he friends me. What work I Phoebe? When he come here, only has on the time that they used to bring the car. I was close to my father more than my mother. I can listen to that one. Even I bring a story. Oh, don't want to joke when he coming from where he can leave. How he be your little one? And we say the one year I can be talking when I say, oh, I'm missing a baby. So I'm missing so many ways. Good way of talking to people, even the community people. No help for him when coming around joking, he works sad, people getting good news about him. So, all I want to make people to feel happy when they say, Oh, the person that I will miss the person that all I want to make him for me, I'm missing. For Mary, a 15 year old and an eighth grade student of the St. Martin's Catholic High School, the loss of her father could take a considerable toll on her life and her education, especially when school resumes. I say I'm going to miss my father so much, mainly at school opening. Even when they say we're going back to school, my father will go eat. Unnecessary thing for school, he will bring it for us. 
What seems to be compounding the measure of Pei's children is they won't have a trace of their dad's grave due to cremation, a situation that could likely increase their measure for many years. Reporting for Radio Banga, this is Sema Lomax. Thanks, Sema, for that report. And finally, on Ebola situation report, the Minister of Health and Social Welfare, Walter Gwaningale, recently disclosed his ministry is heavily relying on donations from friendly governments to amend the ministry's budget. Dr. Gwaningale said the national budgetary allotment to the ministry is not enough to take care of the huge liability. Dr. Gwaningale spoke in an interview recently with colleague Uriah Mitchell. We have been relying on donations because the government money has not been adequate to do the things that we needed to do. Ambulances that we are buying were not bought originally with government money, and they were very few. Only now, only now when we sign agreement with the World Bank that we have put some money in that World Bank money to buy ambulances. Only now, because the disease was consuming so many people in Monrovia that business people are coming, some donating two ambulances, some donating pickups, so... It is true. The response to get sick people out and to take their bodies have been very slow because we did not have the number of ambulances we needed. And if we don't have the money to buy them, then it is going to be difficult to solve that problem. So the Ministry of Health and Social Welfare, from their own, in fact, this year, since June, the budget has not passed. Every month they give you one-twelfth of the money that was used last year. And that is basically going to pay people. So it is true. I admit that it has been very, very bad. People have called and we were not able to get there quickly. But we are beginning to solve that problem. There's on order some ambulances to come. They haven't come yet. But in the meantime, as you have been listening to the radio in Monrovia, there are different people who have donated ambulances and so the reason now it is getting a little quiet in Monrovia is because they have gone from two barrier teams I think to almost 10 or 12 barrier teams that are getting bodies out of the communities so I have to tell you that I'm not happy with the fact that we were not being able to respond quickly but it's because we did not have the resources to do that that's the first thing now you talk about the salaries let me say, as a health worker, when I came to Bong, the salary they put me on in 1973 was the same salary I was earning under the war came in 1990. I'm not saying that everybody should be like me. We have tried to raise the salaries of health workers, but the money that we get from the government of Liberia today, and I hope that I can say this in Pele for people to understand it, most of that money go to pay people. And when you go to the clinics, there's absolutely nothing there. You go to the, some clinics, you will not find medicine there to treat malaria. You will not have medicine there to treat diarrhea. So we have to have a balance. The Minister of Finance made a comparison and was on the radio, I think, two days ago, where he compared the money that is paid in Sierra Leone, in Guinea, and in Liberia. In every case... The money paid to health workers in Liberia is higher than the money they pay in the countries around us. I'm not saying that that is better, 
I think we can do better when we have the money, but we have to live within our means. So when you come and say, just give me the money, pay me, I don't care if you put anything in the hospital for me to work with, and I'm the one I'm supposed to make sure that when people get to the hospital, they will get treated. I have to say to you, let's make a balance. I'm not against health workers making more money, but we have to look at the economy that we are working with. We have to work within the means. There was a time when we say we are doing primary health care, that health for the people, by the people, at the price they can afford. He is Health Minister Walter Gwaningale in conversation with colleague Iraya Mitchell. With that, this is how we come to a close on Ebola Situation Report, a radio production aired on Radio Banga to provide updates about the Ebola situation in central Liberia. This is Jefferson Massa saying goodbye for now. My friend, you are my love, my own.